But let's go ahead and get into our word for today. And fifth Sunday, you traditionally we have had a guest speaker come in. Um, but this time we will not. I'm going to be your guest speaker, I guess, because I'm here. And so I'm going to give you the word that the Lord has given me for this week. We are not doing the masterpiece this week because God gave me something different, specifically pertaining to the current crisis that we're in worldwide. And I think it's going to be a blessing to you and your family. And here we go. Let's go to Psalms 91. And then from Psalms 91, <clears throat> before we continue any further, I hope you have pen and paper because I got a bunch of scriptures for you today. And because uh, we're going to jump around, we're going to be jumping around a bit. I know traditionally I, I do a line upon line, but today we're going to be doing a topic that I, like I said, I think it's going to be very important to you. And the reason I'm still talking is so that you can run to your uh, junk drawer and get your pen and your paper so that you can make sure that you are writing down these scriptures that we're going to have for today. All right. So again, Psalms 91 is where we're going to start, and then we're going to bounce around to a few other scriptures. One of my mentors, uh, what we did every service, the late Bishop Nate Holcomb, uh, we said the, the 91st Psalm every service, every service. And I went through a special teaching class that he had called Sonship of the Firstborn. It was like our uh, ministry teaching uh, school that he had. And he brought out something I think that is very pertinent for us right now. And so I'm going to pull some of that and then I'm going to go into some other things because, again, I want us to be very aware of what's going on. So in Psalms 91, I want us to Look at verse number five and six. Then we're going to jump down to 13. OK. So verse number five and six, this is the King James Version. It says, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. 13 says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. So with all that is going on right now, and my note to myself in this, I said in the midst of this international turmoil, there's a significant increase in fear and uncertainty. As the body of Christ, we are the roadmap to the kingdom for those who do not know the directions. I'm gonna say that again. In the midst of the international turmoil, there's a significant increase in fear and uncertainty. As the body of Christ, we are the roadmap to the kingdom for those who do not know the directions. In Psalms, the 91st chapter, God tells us that, you know, uh, that he's, he's going to be our fortress, our refuge. He's going to cover. He said, and then he says, you won't be afraid 
of what comes at night. You won't be afraid of what comes at the day. You won't be afraid of what comes in the darkness. You will not be afraid of what comes in the noonday. So you should not be afraid at any time because of what God has said. But then he, go, and then he goes on and says, Thou shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, <coughs> shall thou trample under feet. I want us to really look at that 13th verse, because he says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, shall thou trample under feet. The writer is not saying that you are going to go to the continent of Africa and fight against these animals. What he is telling us is that there are animals that have a likeness to different types of fear. And the first fear is the lion's fear. And the lion's fear is fear of what you hear. If you think about a lion, the roar of a lion can be heard three to five miles from the lion. When a lion roars, everything freezes. So fear of the things that you hear. When it talks about fear of uh, the tread upon the adder, the lion and the adder, is talking about the serpent's fear, because an adder is a serpent, the serpent's fear. And the serpent's fear is fear of the things you see. Fear of the things you see. I don't know if you've ever walked, happened to be walking through the woods or anything like that, but sometimes when you're walking through the woods, all of a sudden, a snake shows up and you see it. You don't hear it, you just see it. And you react to what you see. Are you with me? So we have the lion's fear is the fear of the things you hear. The serpent's fear, fear of the things that you see. And then the dragon's fear. The dragon's fear is the things, the fear of the things that you do not see, the things that you conceive in your mind. So we have the lion's fear, the uh, serpent's fear, and the dragon's fear. Let me give you a little bit more example of this. We see in Peter where the Bible says that the enemy is going around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. That's an example because he's looking at who he can intimidate, who he can cause not to follow after what the word of God says. If you remember, Eve had a conversation with the snake and he said, do you see the fruit? Has not God said? 
the things, fear of the things that we see. And we also know that in Genesis, he is the, the serpent. In Revelations, he is the dragon. And because he's the dragon, he is the one that tries to manipulate the world into thinking that the Antichrist is the savior of the world. The things you hear, the things you see, and the things that you don't see or in your mind. Those, is what, those are the things that we're combating. And I think the reason this clicked off in my mind is because everybody's talking about Psalms 91, but we also need to have an understanding of what it is that we're declaring when we are declaring Psalms 91. That we will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrows that fly by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. We will not fear. And we will tread upon the lion. We will tread upon the adder. We'll tread upon the young lion and the dragon. We shall trample them all under our feet. Because why? Because that is when you're walking in what God has designed for you to do and be, the enemy is under your feet. Isn't that something how this thing works out? God has it planned out, set up, so that we can walk in the authority that he's given us. Man, this is so good to me. I'm going to kick this table over in a minute. Because it is awesome that God has it set up. Things are going to come our way. There's going to be attacks that are going to be said. There's going to be things that we see. There's going to be things that happen in our imagination. But we have the victory because we are standing on the word of God. Boy, oh boy. Let's go ahead and go to Isaiah, the 46th chapter. And we're going to start at that eighth verse. Isaiah 46 and eight. You're going to go to the right if you in your Bible. Isaiah 46 and eight says this. Remember this and stand firm. Recall it to mind, you transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from a far country. I have spoken and it will come to pass. I have purposed and I will do it. God has this situation ain't no surprise for God. This condition is not a surprise to God. He says, remember, and you know, we started off the year talking about our word for this year is remember, to reflect, to recollect, to bring back to the forefront of our minds, to remember, he says, 
And stand firm. Recall it to your mind because you're slipping. He called you a transgressor because you're, you're slipping. Come back to the right location. Come back to what he has called us to be. The hope for the world. He says, remember the former things of old. Remember how he had brought you out before and the things that he's done for you. He says, there's no, he says, I am God and there's no other. There's none like me. God is the God of all flesh. He says, I have declared the end from the beginning. So everything else in between, he's already taken care of. And if it has happened, if it has not yet happened, he says, I will accomplish all that I purpose. He says, everything that I have said, everything that I have said is going to happen, is going to happen in the timing that I have set it up for. He said, I have spoken and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed and I will do it. Hold on to the promises of God and guess what happens? God promises come to pass. Let's go on to Isaiah the 46th chapter in the NLT because I want y'all to hear it in another version. He says, do not forget this. Keep it in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I have done in the past for I, am, I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it happens. Everything I plan will come to pass to do whatever I wish. I will call a swift bird to pray from the east, a leader from a distant land to come and do my bidding. I have said I, what I would do and I will do it. God has said he will do and he will do it. Go back a couple of chapters to the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. Because now we need to look at something that he said so we can get a, we're going, we're going, our goal today is to encourage ourselves in this word. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, the first and the second verses says this. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. He has said it, he has declared it, he has established it from the end, from the beginning. Everything he said, he says, don't be afraid. I have redeemed you. I have set it up to keep you. I have empowered you. I am making you the example for the world. And because I'm making you the example for the world, I want you to trust in me and know that I have everything under control. Let's go on. Isaiah, the 48th chapter. Isaiah, 48th chapter. We're going to look at that third verse now. Isaiah, 48 and 3. Isaiah, 48 and 3 says, The former things... 
I declared of old. They went out from my mouth and I announced them. Then suddenly I did them and they came to pass. God says, if I say it, it's going to happen. You have to know that I am not going to go back on my word, that I am going to do what I said I am going to do. And you can trust that I am going to do what I said I am going to do. So if we trust in him and we acknowledge him and we know that he has said these things, guess what? We can take it to the bank and go ahead and deposit it. I want us to walk in the fact that there's no need for us to have fear because the Bible tells us that God has not given us fear. We've looked at that we are able to tread on the lion, the fear of things we see, I mean things we hear. We're able to tread upon the serpent, the things that we see. We're able to trample the, the dragon, the things that come into our imagination. We are able to have victory over those things because of what God has done for us. Because greater is he that is in us than he that thinks he's a lion, a serpent, or a dragon. We can trust in the Lord and he will bring it to pass. I see why they got me sitting down because I wouldn't be on the camera right now because this is, this is good to me. This is an exciting thing that we have to conceptualize and come to an understanding of that God has already made all these declarations, has already given us the victory. All we got to do is walk in the victory that he's given us. And I want to close out today with this scripture. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 17th verse. Start with the 17th verse. 2 Corinthians in the New Testament. So you're going to have to go a little bit further in your Bibles. Second Corinthians, fourth chapter, starting at the 17th verse. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, starting at the 17th verse. I'm still in the English Standard Version. It says this, For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. I'm going to talk about this for a few minutes. It says, for the, this light momentary affliction that we're going through, this, this uh, virus situation that we're going through, we had to separate ourselves from one another. We had to practice this social distancing. We had to have the six feet and, and, you know, and all this. What we should be looking at is this is an opportunity for me to 
either one, spend more time with my family, or two, spend more time in prayer and getting a closer relationship to God, instead of three, watching the news and getting all that negativity of the news. Which makes me ask you this question. Why the news only keep talking about how many folks is dying and how many folks is catching it? Why aren't they talking about how many folks have gone through it and have overcome? They, they have been diagnosed and now they're better. How come they ain't talking about them numbers? I just, I just ask questions like that. I don't even watch it because I'm just like, all they're going to tell us is the negative. Because they want us to listen to the lion or they want us to see the serpent so that we operate in fear because fear is contrary to faith. Fear is contrary to faith. And so that's what they, but it's a, this is a light situation compared to what if we operate under our citizenry of being of the kingdom of God, if we walk in the power of being in his kingdom, we can know that this, this is just a small bump in the road. And because it's a small bump in the road, we still have victory. There's somebody's life that is being changed because of this situation, and you may be a part of that because of how you are showing hope in the midst of this crazy situation. So as you walk in this, as you're moving in this, we have to be, make sure that our focus is the right focus. Which makes me, because I got so excited I forgot to give you the title for today. The title for today is, what you looking at? What you looking at? What are you looking at? Are you looking at the, 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 uh, the adder that's, the, or the serpent that's going around and saying, you know, all these things are going bad? Or are you listening to the lion that's proclaiming that everything's going to be devastated and, and all this? Or, or are you allowing the dragon to, to come into your mind and cause you to believe that this is a decimal situation? It's desperate and desolate and everything's going to be topsy-turvy and bad. Or are you listening to the voice of the Lord who says that you have the ability to trample upon the lion? You have the ability to trample upon the serpent. You have the power to trample upon the dragon because, as I said before, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world because we walk by faith and we don't walk by sight. And so it says, as we look not to the things that are seen, we're not looking at what we see. We're not worried about what we see because we know that God's word is truth. And because we know God's word is truth, we can walk in that truth. That if something comes, if I do get sick, that God has the power to heal me, that I can walk in healing. But the other part of that is we do not try to be presumptuous and we do not try to test God and try to go out and stand or go to the hospital and be around some coronavirus people so that we can get the virus to prove that God's a healer. When the enemy tries to attack us, we know that we have the defense and that we can walk in the power of the defense that God has given us. So with that said, but we look to the things that are unseen. 
The things that are unseen are those things that are eternal. We look to the things that we are hoping for. The Bible tells us that faith is the things, is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So faith causes us to see what cannot be seen until it becomes the thing that we see. Faith is what causes us to see what cannot be seen until it becomes the thing that we see. God says that he has already declared the end from the beginning and everything that he has purposed was going to come to pass. So if he says that we are going to walk in health, then guess what? When something comes against our bodies, what we do is, although it, we can't see the health, we hope, we have this hope that health, because we hope it in the word of God is true, and because we know that it's true, we can see the unseen until it becomes what we actually see. So as we walk in this, as we live in this, we come to the realization, it says, for the things that are seen are transition, are transient, meaning they're temporal. Guess what something temporal means? It means it's temporary. So what you see right now, what you're hearing right now, what's trying to run through your imagination right now is temporary. Grab hold to what God is saying that we are the head, we are above, we have the victory in Christ Jesus. And we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by what we know is true, which is the word of God. And because of that, we can know that we have the victory. We know that because this word is, is uh, solid, this word is uh, established that we walk in victory. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid. The song says, joy will come in the morning. So we don't have to get wrapped around what everyone else is getting wrapped around. We wrap around who God is in our lives. He's our leader. He is our savior. He is our Lord. He has set us in heavenly places. He has established us as a royal priesthood. He has made us to fellowship with him. And because of that, we can begin to reveal his glory to those who have yet to understand. I believe this time is some of the greatest times for a believer because we can walk in the truth of God's word and be an example. The Bible says a living epistle that's read of all men, that people are watching you. They're looking at you and wondering why you are not feeling as distressed and discouraged as they are. 
And the reason for that is because you have the hope that you will come out better than what you went into this situation because you trust that God has you in his hand. And to be in the hand of God is a secure place to be. Now, I understand somebody watching this may not have a relationship with Jesus. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, none of this is for you. The benefit of everything that I've just spoken about is for those that are citizens of the kingdom of God. And to become a citizen of the kingdom of God is not a hard thing. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved, rescued, delivered. And that's what Jesus came to this earth for, in order to save us, to rescue us, to deliver us. If you are ready to make that decision so that you can have victory over the lion's fear, the serpent's fear, or the dragon's fear. Say this with me. Father, please forgive me. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I accept him in my heart. Thank you for cleansing me from all my sins. Thank you for welcoming me into your kingdom. If you said that for the very first time, we'd like to interact with you a little bit more. Please contact us. Let us know so that we can give you some more information on how to walk in the direction that God has for you, how to help you be established in victory in this situation so that you can have everything that God has for you. And I want to welcome you into the family of God because of this decision. Father, we thank you for this time before you. We thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts that we will grow thereby. We thank you. We honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.